Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are back safely in our houses uh, after our <laughs> harrowing drive uh, to and from uh, uh, Indianapolis. And uh, always appreciate that trip. We always appreciate coming home as well from that trip. It's always, uh, you know, you, you spend five, six days in, you know, sleeping in a hotel bed, getting <laughs> doing all that stuff. It's exciting you get to talk to a lot of different players, a lot of different people from around the league. And then it's like, by the, the last day, you're like, I'm ready to go home. hundred percent. It was a blast. It was highly productive as always. I certainly missed it from last year. There's some themes from the combine. I'm sure we'll talk about speed and one thing saw a lot of people as you, as you mentioned, but yeah, I'm happy to be home. And I gotta be honest, like the, the 24 hours since I walked in my front door have kind of been a whirlwind too. Like there's, of course, there's all the daddy things that needed done here that didn't get touched while I was gone. But I also wanted to you know, go back and try to watch as much of the coverage as I could and putting some rankings together and just combining a whole bunch of thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you a chance to kind of take a step back from everything. And, OK, I'm going to take an overview now, look of, of mm-hmm. everything that was happening out there, because you, when you're immersed in it out there. You, you know, you miss too much stuff. There's just so much stuff going on. It's like sensory overload to a certain yeah, degree. Um, and then you get a chance to step, step back, take a breath uh, and, and figure out, you know, okay, what's going to happen now. And we'll do a, uh, we'll do a, our first post combine mock draft uh, later in the show. Just a little Good. teaser on yeah. that one. I think we have maybe some better ideas of some of who or who some of these guys are. Uh, you're starting to learn more of the names, the, you know, matching names to faces or, or, Okay. Oh yeah. That guy, I saw him, you know, at the combine. I like the way he moved that kind of stuff. And then you, mm-hmm. you learn a little bit more about them, but um, Tuesday is the uh, deadline for franchise tags and all those kind of things around the league. And uh, we're starting to see a few of those come in, including the Browns putting the tag on David and Joku. Um, a little bit of a surprising move considering the, the number of potential free agents at the tight end position, there, there's like 10 starting caliber free, uh, free agent tight ends available this year. And all of a sudden, now you're going to pay David and Joku $11 million. This leads me to believe that they're going to release Austin Hooper. Yeah, I want to get to that in a second because you kind of talked about how it's good to get home, regroup, and that's what teams are doing right now too. You know, right. they're all going back to their quarters and, you know, scouts are going to double-check some tape. And this isn't the final piece of the puzzle in Indy, but it's the final athletic piece, you know, for sure, and one of the major pieces they've been waiting for. And I'm sure teams are going – boy, I thought this, uh, I don't know, safety class was going to be a little better than it was. We might need to prioritize free agent safety more than we thought and getting their game plans together. But there's no rest for the wicked. I mean, 
as you said, these franchise t- tag teams, they got about another 24 hours to figure it out if they're who they're going to keep keep in house before free agency opens. There's already some trade talks bubbling and things like that, rumors, you know, and a lot of these GMs have all chatted it up in Indy. And then next time we blink, Dale, I mean, free agency is going to be opening. So there's this next couple of weeks are going to be a, a whirlwind. Absolutely. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not at least mention the whole Aaron Rodgers report to Pittsburgh. Sure. Uh, I've been told that that's ridiculous um, by people in the know, um, people that I trust uh, said there, there's, there are no, there's no trade offer on the table. Uh, it's just what people need to understand about something like that is that is either the agent or the team trying to drum up interest on right. in a situation. Where does the stuff come from? Right. That's where it comes from. You know, somebody mm-hmm. says, well, right. we can, we can create some interest here if we put, and the more teams, the better. Oh, without know, question. You, you right. know, you're trying, you know, when we had Max Starks uh, on, who was on with us all last week, he talked about it, you know, when he went into free agency, you know, he says, you get, you get two teams interested in you. And, you know, that kind of drives the, the the price up. And then if you get that third team in there, now it really starts to drive the price up. So, you know, when you hear the Steelers mentioned uh, in, in something like that as in a potential trade for Aaron Rodgers, and then you see uh, there was a report out of Denver what the Broncos would, would likely be offering. And it was this year's first and second and next year's first. Like okay. – the Steelers, the, the Broncos pick nine. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are at 20. The Broncos pick, again, 11 spots ahead of the Steelers in the second round this year as well. And then you're throwing in next year's first round draft pick. So to beat the Broncos offer, they would have to then offer more than what the Broncos are offering. Uh, I have something good to, to throw in there, but I forgot to mention the Joku. Um, I just wanted to throw two little nuggets out okay, there. Go ahead. I, I think people realize, or they maybe they don't. I mean, the Browns run more 13 personnel by far, by far, by far, by far than any team in the league. So the tight end position is very valuable to them. I was very impressed with Najoku's season. And unlike earlier in his career, I thought his quarterback held him back as opposed to the other way around. And I do agree with you. This probably means Cooper's gone. I'm not excusing what it looks like an overpay on the franchise tag for Najoku, but he is hitting around that 27 age, you know, where he's probably hitting his prime. We know tight ends take a while. I would hate to see him go if I were in the Browns organization. And if it's the expense of Hooper, so be it. But I don't think he's a special player. No, I Um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, As for Rodgers, I think Steeler fans need to look at it this way. If you recall, the Steelers traded from 20 to 10 to get Bush, correct? Correct. That cost them 20 next year's first and a third, right? No, it was it was 20 uh that year's second and a in a third in the next season. You're thinking you're you're confused. Okay. Oh, okay. Make yeah, it yeah. make it Fitzpatrick was the future first. Right, right, they right. They gave up. But my point is that's Denver ninth pick overall is probably worth 20 and next year's first, you know, just to match the number nine, you know, if I'm right, just to get Bay, to nine. Yeah. Just to get to nine. Would you rather have nine or would you rather have 20 and next year's first? 
with next year's first being an Aaron Rodgers led team, you know, which probably is not going to be a top 15 pick, you know? Right, so right. if any of those rumors are half, you know, uh, correct out of Denver, you basically have to give up this year's first and next year's first just to match their number one, let alone their second, which is better than yours. And your the first next year, which is also an Aaron Rodgers led team, but you're out of stuff to give all of a sudden. Yeah, right. Now, now you're adding in, a, you know, maybe a player, mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe two players, or you know, a potential. Uh, well, you have to throw in next year's second as well. Right. I mean, you're out of draft picks, basically. Yeah, you're you're getting you're going completely going the Rams route and just mm-hmm. saying, and oh by the way, then you got to pay him. You got to pay him. Then you got to pay him. Which is one, I mean, again, you get Aaron Rodgers. And I think as the team is constructed, even without a first and second this year, and you have some cap space, you could probably be very much in not only the divisional hunt, which is a really difficult division, but I think you could compete, you know, if everything goes well to win the whole thing. I mean, I don't think that's crazy if Rodgers plays like an MVP. And maybe that'll be true for two or three years. And I would understand it, but it's going to cost more than people think is my point. Here's my problem with it. Okay. So Rogers is going to be, they have $30 million in cap space. Obviously they can create some more cap space, mm-hmm. but they also have holes. Like just, just getting Aaron Rodgers doesn't fix your cornerback situation. No, doesn't no, get no, you right wide there. receivers to fill out the rest of your roster. And Oh, by the way, you traded away your first and second round pick. So you're not you're not filling it that way. You're not going that route to do it. So you have to go the free agent route to do it. You you wouldn't have the money to do so. No, right. I, I I'm not going to say it makes no sense at all because winning from Super Bowl makes st- sense. Yes, from a football standpoint, acquiring Aaron Rodgers makes sense. From <laughs> Everybody lo- would say, "Oh, I'm into yeah. that." Right. From a logistical standpoint, it does not. Especially if you're competing with Denver. Um, real quick, Tennessee has been linked to him as well. I guess I kind of get that, but I mean, I look at the Titans and say, I'm, I'm the favorite to win this division with Tannehill, but if it costs me probably more than two firsts, again, if Denver's in this. Well, they would probably then include Tannehill in that package. As I say, I wonder where Tannehill goes. That's the one piece the Steelers don't have. Could a tradable quarterback, to, yeah. Yeah, he could go to Washington or T-Bay or here, whatever. They could work out a, you a third. They could work it. Well, they could work out even something with with Green Bay where he would be right, part of right. the package. Mm-hmm. Or they could they could work out a three-way deal where Tannehill goes somewhere and, right. and somebody else gives up their second round pick to go to Green Bay, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. That's one that's where I was going with that. Is the Titans have one more chip that the Steelers don't in the equation. Yeah, a starting quarterback. A starting quarterback that'll be coveted by five or six teams at least. Yeah. To me, uh, you know, and that's why, you know, we talked about this a lot last week and, and, you know, the, the whole free agent thing, you know, quarterback situation makes so much more sense. You're not giving up draft picks to get that guy. Mm-hmm. You're not, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to acquire any of these free agent quarterbacks this year. And right, right, right. You get it. You get the position taken care of before you go to the draft. The kicker on in this, to me, is that I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be tradable before the draft. He's his surgery. It's a, it's on a, a, a capsule in his shoulder in his throwing his throwing shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he is then not going to be able to. He's going to have surgery, 
he's not going to be tradable immediately after the surgery. I believe the surgery will take place. If it hasn't already taken place, it should take place this week. Yeah. It's right around this neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not tradable until probably after the draft. So if you don't sign somebody, you get shut out in the quarterback market in the draft. That's your fallback option is to trade a 2023 draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, who we know I don't love. Sure, sure. But, but he has value. He's NFL there's value. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's an NFL starter. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Steelers would have been better last year with Jimmy than Ben. You know, so it's an upgrade of what you've been playing with. Um, and the thing again, is, yeah. I, I, think they're, I think they would have been a better overall offense with him. Yeah. Would they, would, they have won, would they have won more than nine and a half games? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of shocked. They won nine and a half games. Well, because that was, yeah, the, right, that was right, the value right. of Roethlisberger. It was the seven, of course, of course. the seven comebacks that he led. You know, they right. were, he, he used to say it all the time himself. You know, I was, you know, those fourth quarter comebacks means, meant that I was bad the first three quarters of the game. But you could, yeah. you could, you could somewhat count on him when the chips were down to – you know, bring you back and keep, you know, give you a chance to win the game at the end. And he did that seven times last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's undisputable. And to your point with Jimmy, with that timeline, which makes an awful lot of sense is when you added Jimmy to the team, it would also be on a much better roster. I mean, you'd have signed a guard and right. Yeah. You have a much better idea of other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm sure the Niners will word out of San Francisco will be like, we love Jimmy. We won a lot of games with him. We might not, we may not trade him. We're going to hold on to him. Don't believe any of that stuff. That's, that's code for what Dale said. He's got a bad shoulder. Nobody's going to give us anything until he can actually, you know, show that he's working out at a minimum or has healed or even gets into the preseason and throws a couple of passes. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Yeah, right. I mean, you can you can yeah. do that again. He's a veteran quarterback. He'll be available at whatever point, as will probably maybe somebody else, uh, you know, a team that got a quarterback in the draft and says, okay, we, we're now in the market to trade this guy because we, we just drafted, yeah. you know, with Atlanta with Matt Ryan. They, they right, go out, one. you know, they, they draft whoever and, and, you know, of these quarterbacks and say, okay, we're going to go with this guy and Matt Ryan's available. Yeah. And I know Sam Bradford's on an appealing name, but the same thing happened to the Eagles this time that year. No one knew they were trading up to number two to get Wentz. They had just given Bradford a decent buck. It looked like he was going to be their starter. They fell in love with Wentz. They went and got him. And then Bridgewater gets hurt. They trade Bradford to Minnesota. You know, like it's not over when the draft's over here, folks. I mean, and maybe it is only Rudolph after the draft ends. I don't think that'll be the case, but there are more options and it's a long time until opening day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think uh, if you start looking at the combine itself, um, I think there were some affirmations there about some of the positions 
that we had talked about going into this that were, you know, we're, well, we think this position is pretty deep. We think that position is pretty deep. And I think that will affect free agency as well. We saw it with the wide receivers last year, uh, you know, with Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, coming back to the Steelers because I think a lot of teams looked at it and and the the top name guys got money. And then you looked at it and some of the mid-level guys didn't get as much as they probably would have in previous years. Uh, at the wide receiver position because it was just so deep. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see that this year um, at linebacker. No doubt. Um, you could see Certainly that. at edge rusher. Yeah, edge rushers aren't going to be quite as valued as, uh, you know, the, the top guy. Like Von Miller is going to get paid. Von Miller is still right, Von right, Miller. Right. But some of the other guys aren't going to get the money that they may may think that they were going to get because teams are going to look at this, dra- this draft and go, well, I can just go draft one and – you know, there's there's 15 of them that I would take, uh, you know, right now. Head over. Yeah. And a lot of them over the free agency and they're cheaper and younger and all that stuff, too. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that's going to affect free agency when it starts next year as well or next week as well. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, again, I think all these teams now are going back to the war room in a way and reevaluating things. And we thought we knew the strengths of the draft and we were 90% right, but now we have a few more questions in this area and we thought we could get away with this on our team, but boy, this X position's really deep. Maybe we should peg a mid round pick to address that because boy, there's so many guys we like. Um, You mentioned linebackers. I just can't stop talking about, how many good off the ball linebackers there are. And, you know, you and I and Mike Pursuta do these triple takes. I'm going to dig into that probably tomorrow. I have no idea how to sort those guys out. There's 10 of them kind of like the edge rushers, which I'm in the midst of now. I at least pegged that down to five. That's tough. <laughs> That's <laughs> ridiculous. Mean, yeah, those were, those were the, you know, the most ridiculous positions to rank because we're only doing the top five for the, for the triple take. Right, right, right. It's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a top five at the, at, at that edge rusher position. And there'll be four or five more guys that are going to be first round guys. That's not, oh, yeah. that's not been the case at a lot of these positions. Like George Karloftis didn't make my top five edge rushers. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> He's really good. Like if, you, if the chief said, I'll take George Karloftis at 28 or 29 or whatever, you'd say that makes perfect sense. If somebody took yeah. him at, if somebody took him at 18, it would make sense. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. One of the Eagles picks, you know, but one thing I think is certain is those guys are, even though there's a lot of them, the, the first round is going to be littered with edge rushers. I think the tackles, are going to go quick as well, you know, and our, our boy Trevor Penning ran extremely well. I, I think he's a pipe dream at 20 now. I mean, so things are shaping up. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, the thing that, that I explained to people, um, you know, for example, I, I did a, a thing on, on DK Pittsburgh sports today about these four players are, are in play for the Steelers at, at 20. And I had okay. Jordan, I had Jordan Davis on there. I had Garrett yeah, Wilson. I, too. I had, uh, okay. It was Jordan Davis, Garrett Wilson. Um, Any of the tackles, Raymond or Penny? I did or... not go tackle because I think I think you fill that those needs. You're not going to pass on Penning if he falls to him, but I don't think he falls right. to him. That's the he problem. Twelfth, yeah. yeah, right. Um, Devin Lloyd, Zion or... Devin Lloyd okay. was one. Lloyd's a good one, right? And then uh, Derek Stingley's one. That's kind of interesting because he's not working out. He didn't work out. He's had a Liz Frank injury, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see. Oh well, maybe Derek Stingley starts to drop. You know, he hasn't really played a ton of football, uh, you know, since that since that freshman year. And you start thinking, okay, maybe this guy starts he slips to twenty. 
So maybe some of these other corners passed him because of the on-field workouts and stuff in the interviews. Wow. Uh, I hadn't thought of him ever in a the Steelers. The Steelers play. met with him. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, wow, could that pay off? I mean, I don't know how you could pass on him if he was there at 20. But as you were saying that, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, only 19 people are going to get picked before right. the Steelers. So and let's, say, all these edge let's say five offensive linemen. Yeah, I think that's reasonably safe. Let's say I think four is a done deal. Yeah, four is a done deal. You put the over under at four and a half. Yeah, let's yeah. say let's say five edge rushers, and it might be six. Easily, it, yeah. it's going to be easily five. I mean, yeah. that over under is five and a half. Yeah, that's ten right there. Now you're at ten players. Let's say let's say at least two of the quarterbacks, at least two receivers, at least two receivers. Now you're at fourteen players, mm-hmm. with, without with barely touching any of the other you know positions here. Well, that's 14 plus the five you mentioned. And we didn't mention Sauce Gardner or Kyle Hamilton. Right. You know, they're going to be gone. So if we're close to being right on what we just said, three of the five that you mentioned will be on the board. Right. Which is not a bad place to be picking. Yeah. Including linderbaum and zion johnson and green and wyatt and other people we didn't even mention you know that so that does make some sense and as you were talking about singletary i originally thought he's just out of sight out of mind when it's all said and done he'll go top five maybe that's true but it's a little different but it's sort of similar he could kind of be this year's caleb farley right i I compared it to the heath miller situation yeah. Okay. Same deal. You know, right. Heath Miller was not able to work out before the before the draft. He was hurt at the combine, had the uh, the the sports hernia surgery, and so you were kind of guessing: is he fast enough? You know, what's what are his athletic traits? You know, he's a good football player, but there are other guys who are there are other guys who are safer picks, and he ends up falling, and all of a sudden you're sitting there at twenty, and there there's Derek Stingley. Like you you just okay, you, you walk that right up to the combine or the the podium right away. Yeah, even if you've locked up Hayden and Witherspoon or whatever. I mean, you'd love to have a talent like that, which would just really complete the pass defense. Um, you know, is it really that much different than when the Titans took Simmons? You knew he was damaged goods when he take. I mean, every year there's examples of medicals get in the way. And, yeah, I think the names you mentioned are good ones. I knew we were going to bring up Jordan Davis. I mean, I think we have to talk about him as a potential <laughs> guy at 20. I still think he could get to 20, though. I mean, everyone's talking about I do, like, too. Everybody's saying, well, yeah. he's automatic. He's not going to last till 20. He's not going to be. They're saying that about a Jabo and yeah. everybody else, too. You know, like. He's not going to be for everybody. 100%. You I know, there, there's like three landmines between here and 20. Right. So, you know, that that's the, the potential. And does everybody look at him or view him as, well, they don't, they're not going to value him the same. Absolutely. Uh, you know, do, do we really need a nose tackle? Uh, because that's what he is. He's not an end. Um, yeah, he could he could play defensive tackle for you. But we talk about this all the time. The league is now loaded with talented defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, there are teams that there there are you know offensive line is a much bigger need. There are t- the teams again looking for quarterbacks, things of that nature that are going to have bigger needs. Cornerback. Uh, every every team in the league could use a cornerback. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I, I think. If I'm trying to improve my defensive front, then we can start thinking about teams. I think most people will take the top five-ish edge rushers over Jordan Davis. Yeah. 
you know, they might take the top eight. <laughs> Maybe. Right, right, right. Again, yeah. great players, right, 100%. So, so I, I don't know. I mean, if somebody – if Jordan Davis went ninth and somebody fell in love with him, I'd say I understand. Right. Yeah, I get it. Um, don't don't wash him away like there's no chance he's there 20. Yeah, just because he ran – you know, mm-hmm. a great, a great 40 and look, and look what, you know, fantastic doing it. Doesn't, yeah. you know, He's still is what he is. Right. He just, From again, yeah, right. you affirm at the scouting combine what people know. And what we know about Jordan Davis is that he averaged 24 plays a game last year, at Georgia. Yeah. Right, That's right. what we know. Uh, now you, right. now you have to make that jump, uh, that leap. Okay. He was a 24 snap per game player at Georgia last year. Not because he stinks, but because they had other guys. You know, they had Wyatt Davis. They had the, was it Carter, the, 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 the kid who's going to be a junior this year? I don't know his name. He's probably I mean, going to be the top defensive tackle in next year's draft. Right. I mean, he's going to go earlier than Davis or Wyatt a year from now, you know, by, by all accounts. I don't know anything about him except for he's a stud. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, again, I've used this analogy. If Davis were at Pitt, he'd play more than 24 snaps a game, obviously. But stamina and ability to play a lot of snaps for any nose tackle is in the negative column. Yeah. And again, but he's I not do for be- everyone. He's not for I, every scheme either. I do believe that he, you know, if you, if you wanted to get five pass rush snaps out of him a game. Oh, yeah. In your, in your nickel, you could certainly, you know, it's third and four. And you say, okay, they may run the ball here. Right. You can have and, him and on the field in that situation. <laughs> and he's not McCullers, you know. Right. I mean, no, he's well, obviously. <laughs> of course, I mean, right. One's a seventh round pick. One's going in the top twenty. If they put, if they did one of those, one of those, uh, the the where they overlay the guys running the forties, <laughs> yeah. with him and McCullers, he him would be McCullers, he would be ten yards ahead of McCullers running his forty. <laughs> even better, do an overlay of Davis, McCullers, and Williamson. And I, me and me, <laughs> and the gap would about be the same for all three. You know, I mean, that's how bad it is, right? But I, I, I bring up McCullers because people are like, "Don't just put a big nose tackle in there; it's going to maybe swat a ball down." No, he's going to take a center and drive him backwards, and probably demand a guard get involved, and still yeah. maybe knock down the ball or through just start throwing lanes and push you to Cam and whoever. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, anyway, we're going to take a break before we get too much more into the combine here. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down, a lot of good things we saw, heard, all that good stuff. Uh, so we'll do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. 